Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome to the Robins on the Wire podcast with myself, Michelle Owen. Gregor away this week, but I'm joined by ex-Bristol City player Lee Roy Rossini. Good morning. Good Lee morning. Roy. Good morning, Michelle. Uh, thanks for coming along. So we have got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the Burton game. Also, we need to talk about the comparisons this time last year to this time this year because they're very very similar situations mm-hmm. uh, get your thoughts on Lee Johnson be yeah. interested to hear those mm-hmm. um, the Carabao Cup as well that's coming up there's so much going on at the moment and of course we need to talk about your time at Bristol City oh my word as well <laughs> and, and so what we do on the podcast is we start with a bit of trivia right. and I was just saying to Leroy off air um, this is the question he said well I think that's right so we'll start with the question and the answer will be at the end uh, Leroy turned out 51 times for Bristol City but how many goals did he score uh, the answer will be at the end of the podcast um, so Leroy that most recent game, I went to Ashton Gate, uh, Burton 0-0 last Friday. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Because as someone that hasn't played at that level, it just looked like there was just that lack in the final third of creativity. Look, you're, you're absolutely right, but I wasn't surprised. Anybody saw my column uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, I anticipated uh, that game. Mm-hmm. Because teams are going to go to Bristol City, and if they go toe-to-toe with them, they get torn apart. Um, Burton have done this on, on numerous occasions. And... One thing you can't do in the championship is when you have a game like this, which we'll, we'll have more of, you can't lose it. Mm. You know, I've seen so often when you're on a good run of form, you're scoring goals, the fans go in anticipation, you know, expect to get a goal in the first five minutes and yep. go and steamroll the teams. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the championship, and certainly against a team like Burton. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, the, the final pass was, was disappointing, and, and Burton defended for their lives, and, and, and that is really admirable. And there was only one team who really wanted to win that game. But when you look back at the end of the season, this point could be just as important as a, the three points you get thrashing someone four or five. So I was pleased with the way that, that City played. They, we knew they were going to dominate the game. And it was interesting, Nigel Clark came out after the game and said, look, they've got two of the best centre-halves in the league. They've got great midfield and they've got people who, who score goals. We're not mm. going to come here uh, and try and outplay them. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Now, we've got to get used to that because that's where City are at the moment. Yeah, he, he said after that that was the game plan, maybe to try and nick a winner mm-hmm. in the last 10 minutes. And they had a couple of opportunities in the last 10 minutes. Do you think Bristol City then have developed from a side that might have conceded at that point last year? Yeah, absolutely, because I, I feel that there's a confidence about the team, but there's also a discipline about the team. You know, within the game, people talk about game management and it's down to players and manage a game in all honesty. You know, a manager can't manage it from the side and that's what I think the players have got now. They know, look, look there's people on the pitch saying, look, whatever we do, look, let's, yeah, let's go and try and win the game but not at all costs. Let's make sure that we, we don't give anything away as well because that's just important. Being on the run of form in the championship is about not losing and way City are playing you know they're going to win more games than they draw mm-hmm. so they've got to keep that run going keep that momentum going and with this nil nil, I think they have kept that momentum going because Burton are going to do that they've done it before yep. they'll do it to other sides as well. that brings us neatly on to the next point is, it, is there an added maturity then because before this game this time last year mm-hmm. I know City have been lauded for their great start to the season being in fourth before the international break and mm-hmm. still being up there now obviously but is there a worry that this time last year that a bit of a slide happened and it wasn't great this time this year, what do you, what are your, what's your thoughts? Is that going to happen again? Should anyone be worried? Oh, of course, because you know, uh, people always look back on history and, and they compare things and they compare different happenings. But I have no concerns that that is going to happen again. It was an unbelievable run of form uh, last year and, and bad luck as well. Mm. Um, uh, they didn't get the luck they needed at the time mm. to come out of that, that, that terrible uh, run of, uh, of, of not winning games. I have no fears that anything like that is mm. going to happen again. Oh, by the way, there might be two or three or four where we don't win a game. Yeah. And that's the championship. But there's a resilience. There's a quality. You said maturity. I think there's experience now. 
Mm. You know, that when you go through something like that and you come through it together. That's why I come back to the chairman. I was being to a Bristol City fan and saying, See, I told you it should it should have stuck with him, but I wasn't sure they should have stuck with Lee Johnson last year, I'll be mm. totally honest. Um but with Steve Lansdowne, when he stuck with managers before, it hasn't really worked. Mm. This is the first time it's worked and now you can see why. Yeah. Because you've got to allow people to be successful and to be successful you have to fail. The degree of failure over that period of games was was, <laughs> was, very, high. <laughs> was very high. Was very high. But it shows that Steve Lansdowne, the way that he works in business, the way he wants to work in football, is working mm. this year. And so I'm really pleased for him. I'm really pleased for Lee Johnson. And I just think there's an experience about this side that won't allow that to happen. They've been through it. They know the reasons why it happened. Yeah. And they won't let it happen again. So this game on Saturday against Leeds, mm-hmm. it's a huge test. Is it the biggest test so far of the season? And will we really get a picture of where Bristol City are at in terms of competing maybe for a playoff place? I think it's a huge test for Leeds United, yeah, in all honesty. Um, they obviously start the season off absolutely flying. Uh, obviously, new manager, you know, foreign manager. Nobody knew what, what he was about, but mm. we soon found out they're strong, powerful, very fit, fit team, very well organised. They've gone through a little bit of a dip. And I think Leeds will see this as a, a massive test. And I think that's how the City players have to approach it. Mm. I think Leeds are more worried about Bristol City at this moment in time than City are about them start this season I would have said no it's a massive test you know if we come yeah. out with anything you know so things change very quickly in football so at the moment they should be positive and have every right to be positive they can go and perform against these as they have done and cause these more problems than, than they'll cause them The fixtures always just seem to come thick and fast at whatever time mm, of the yeah. season Carabao Cup Bristol City in the last 16 already have two Premier League scouts now mm-hmm. play Crystal Palace yeah. at Ashton Gate. Yeah. This is, uh, again, just it's a wonderful opportunity. I'm, I'm sure Lee Johnson will be going into this thinking, well, we have nothing to lose here. Mm-hmm. So what do you think his approach to that game will be after quick succession, after that big game on Saturday? Mm-hmm. And how many sort of changes do you think he'll make for this? Or do you think he'll really go for it? Because, I mean, they're only a few games away from Wembley. Well, I think I think he'll really go for it and I think he'll make changes. Yeah, when he has made changes and, and, and players have come in... He made nine last time. Exactly, and they played very, very well. Yeah. I think they deserve another chance to go and do that again. Um, and I think he'll still go for it. I think but with making those changes, he'll still expect to win the game because they're good enough to go and win that game. Look, I know Crystal Palace beat Chelsea uh, at the weekend. A little bit fortunate. Mm. Their first goal was an own goal. Um, but Crystal Palace will make changes as well. And I look at the changes that Palace will make. No real centre-forward. I'm sure they'll rest Saha. They won't want to uh, put, yeah, put him in any jeopardy at all going into the Premier League. So they'll make changes. And I believe that City at this, this point in time uh, will be stronger than Crystal Palace. And especially Aston Gate, under the lights, the atmosphere will be incredible as it always is at Aston Gate when you have, you have a, a Premier League side coming, uh, coming to visit. So I think as we go into the game, with the way I think the teams are going to set out, in a funny way, Bristol City are favourites. Perhaps for Crystal Palace, the League Cup isn't a priority. They're focusing on, on the Premier League and, and getting out of trouble at the moment. So that's going to play into City's hands, isn't it? It will a little bit, but I'm sure Roy Hodgson will want to win another game mm. because it's about confidence, but he will not want to jeopardise uh, you know, the team going forward. So I'm sure they'll make changes. He'll want to win the game. And on the same premise, exactly the same with Lee Johnson. He wants to... I say his best team, keep his best team fresh, but I think he wants to keep the players fresh who, who played played you know the, the majority of the yep. games. But I think there's an opportunity for players there to push their way into this side. You know, from the performance I saw when they came into the team, I was really impressed with mm. the organisation, the know-how. They, they seem you know when you make that amount of changes during the season, 
it usually comes apart very, very quick. Yeah, and the manager says, yeah, well, we didn't have long to prepare. You only had a couple of mm. days with the players. It didn't look like that to me. And I'm sure it won't look like that again when they play Palace. Now, speaking of the manager, we mentioned Lee Johnson previously. Mm-hmm. And you've said, you know, last year you were one of his doubters. Mm-hmm. But what do you make of him now and what, what he's doing this season? Uh, look, it's, it's an incredible transformation from where they were. It's not just the results. You know, they, we talked about, you know, their run last season. It's the quality of the football that they're playing. It's the way that they're 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 going toe to toe with teams in terms of possession, the movement, the the transition in transition. They're very very good. The way that, that between um, uh, in possession and out of possession, and they are very very fit as well. On the back of that, to mm. play that way, you have to be very very fit. Mm. By the way, you have to be very very brave as well. It's 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 harder to to want to get on the ball uh, and uh, create and and, and passable than it is to get it forward and get off the off the second balls, which to be honest, City are capable of doing as well. So I've been very very impressed. Yeah, towards the end of last season, there was a you know, a change, few changes to the backroom staff. And yeah, sometimes well, when John Pemberton left, there was mm-hmm. also a change, and I've talked to other people about this. Is that just a coincidence? No, I don't. I don't because the backroom staff have a big influence. Uh, you know, like we, you know, Lee Johnson will, will, I'm sure, back this up. You know, he relies heavily on his backroom staff. Uh, and when John Pemberton went, it, it looked like he was being made a, a scapegoat, as, mm-hmm. as it would from the outside. But you look at the effect that Jamie McAllister has had coming into the team. Someone that Lee knows very well. Someone who's yeah. played, played with and trust. A very good footballer as well, Jamie. Uh, a left, uh, a left back who could pass the ball. And I think obviously J- uh, Lee Johnson deserves a lot of credit, but. Jamie's a young coach. When you're a young coach, you have no fear. You want to go and coach, and you want to coach the way um, with with no inhibitions. And that's that's how I see Bristol City playing at the moment. And I wonder if that's got. Obviously, I don't get on the training ground, but I just wonder if Jamie McAllister has had that influence on the players. Whether Lee is a lot more confident with Jamie around um, yeah. to express himself a little bit more. Because mm. when you've got people, you know, who will challenge you, um, but you know that they they're on the same song sheet. You express yourself more and you're more confident. Mm. So being more confident in your coaching staff, I think it's brought maybe brought out the best in the players as well. Yeah, I think actually in Lee Johnson's mannerisms this year and just seeing him most weeks, he do, it's funny you say that. He does, I don't know, he just seems more comfortable. Yeah, he looks like his dad now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the beard, isn't he? He's got the beard and his dad, you know, his dad was always this, uh, I hope Lee doesn't mind me saying, but, you know, Gary was someone through his... His uh, exuding confidence, the players would, would, would uh, feed off that. Mm. And Lee now is exuding confidence um, that when they he knows what, what he's going to get from his team. Mm. He doesn't know whether they're going to win, lose or draw, but he's got a good idea how they're going to perform. And from that comes a confidence um, in himself and a confidence to, to back his players. And uh, you can see that in him. And in terms of stature... You know, Lee's only five foot nothing. But he <laughs> I think looks he's shorter than me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But in terms of stature, he looks, he looks very, very confident and I'm really pleased for him. Uh, now let's talk about your time at Bristol City. 51 mm-hmm. games there. Yeah. What, what sort of like your best memories of, of being there? Uh, best memories was, um, well, I, I signed at uh, the same time as Andy Cole. And, wow. Uh, uh, so when Andy came, I used to look after Andy on and off the pitch. I used to do all his running as well. Um, <laughs> but I came to, into a side with Andy and Jackie Jakonowski uh, and Dennis Smith. They, honestly, they were both outstanding players. And mm. so, you know, being the, the oldest, the oldest statesman, I, I did their work. I defended, but I absolutely loved it. And um, uh, I remember us. Uh, I think we went to Cardiff, and Andy scored. Obviously, it was almost a local derby. I scored, Andy scored. That was a seven side derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, that was great. Um, and under the lights at, at Ashton Gate, 
I remember Jackie, you know, I don't remember the game, but I just remember Jackie running from the halfway line, doing the, flicking the ball up behind him and flicking it over his head, it coming down and him volleying it, and it hit the crossbar and hit it from about oh. 40 yards. And they're all little things like that, but Andy was always going to go on to, to great things. And um, uh, after, we were, we were living in the Avon Gorge yeah. uh, for six months, and okay. I lived with Andy, and I got a call from Andy in the middle of the night saying, Leroy, Leroy, what am I going to do? Newcastle are coming for me, oh. and I haven't got an agent. So I got on the phone and I got him an agent. No, it's so you, you're the reason that that move sort that of happened. happened. Yeah, that happened. That's and, incredible. Uh, yeah, he puts it in his book. Um, he went to Newcastle, didn't speak to him for another 10 years because <laughs> he was too busy. But yeah. when I caught up with him, I then caught up with him when he was playing for Fulham with my son. Oh, um, wow. So God, isn't it funny player. how, how I, things go, go full around. circle? So uh, Bristol City, for, in terms of, you know, the, the players I played with, you know, people like Russell Osman, who is, is a great lad, and, uh, uh, and Andy and Jackie. It has great memories for me, and that's why mm. I'm still in the air because I love the place. And can I just ask about um, Andy Cole with your son at Fulham? Mm-hmm. Did he do for your son then what you did for him? He was doing exactly the same. Oh. You know, I walked into the players' lounge and he said, "Don't worry, Liam, I'm, I'm looking after him." Oh, lovely. Uh, which was which was lovely. And then now Liam's gone on to obviously he's playing in the Premier League yeah. now with with Brighton. Amazing. Um, and. Uh, no, Andy, I see Andy on the uh, doing the, the media bits and pieces. Hasn't been well recently, but he's better now. And, yeah, I had a, uh, was it a kidney problem? A kidney problem, yeah. a kidney problem, but he's better now. And he's the ambassador for Man United, and uh, you know, we're very good friends. But yeah, I had a, a great time at City. That's amazing. So I've asked some people to tweet us some questions, mm-hmm. um, questions for you, and a lot of them are about Bristol City. Yeah. Um, but this one said, ask him about his time at Gloucester City <laughs> back in the day. This is from Ed. 77. Um, he said he played some training games against you. He said you're a top bloke. What was it like for f- finishing your career at Gloucester City, didn't you? Is that right? No, I, I, I came player manager. Ah. I was player manager at Gloucester City. I didn't play a lot. Um, but um, again, we, Gloucester, we got to the, uh, the semi final of the Vars. Was this your first management? My, my second, I was at my, yeah, it's, yeah, my first major. I left Bristol City. Yeah, because you were youth team coach at Bristol City. Yeah, I'm yeah. the academy coach at Bristol yeah. City. Then I went to Gloucester City, and uh, we got to the end of the, the my second season, and uh, we had to play seven games in fourteen days. You got to remember these were part time players. Mm. Um, Steve Cottrell was at Cheltenham, and oh, we were no vying to go up to the to the conference from the Southern Division, and they played all their games. So we played. Uh, our seven games and we got to the last game of the season it was at Salisbury at home and we had to win to go up and we played we played I think uh, Saturday Tuesday Thursday for two weeks on the trial mm. part time plays and we yeah. got to that Saturday there were, there were police helicopters the, the 6,000 crammed into wow. in, in, into uh, into the ground and uh, we went 1-0 up and then after about 50 minutes the legs you could see the legs just go from underneath oh. our players we lost 3-1 and i never forget the players were crying uh, saying they we let you down Gaffer we let you down and they, they didn't let me down it was an incredible incredible achievement to get that far Chapman went up and they're well, yeah, best, in, best in the yeah. league now uh, Gloucester then we found out that we were in massive debt and right. we went into it. so stayed another season um, finished 12th and then I went back to Bristol City mm-hmm. to go into the academy but I had a great time there. It was a great experience. Um, can we talk about what happened at Torquay? This is just mm-hmm. bizarre. Mm-hmm. A 10-minute reign as, as manager. Everybody wants to know that. Uh, yeah, f- for those that haven't heard about this, can you just sort of explain that you were manager of Torquay for 10 minutes, which must be the shortest managerial reign in the whole of football history? Absolutely. Um, people got to I was manager of Torquay for three and a half years before. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got on really well uh, with the chairman Mike Bates, and we got promoted, and I went to, and it was incredible. So, I'd um, I'd just come back from the Africa Cup of Nations with Sierra Leone, managed a couple of games out there. I got a call from Mike 
saying, would you come down and just look after the team because I'm trying to sell the club. But um, we've only got six players and I don't know if I'm going to have it for a month, six months or a year. I said, yeah, no problem. I'll come and, uh, and do that, but I'll do it part-time because I was trying to do uh, the media work. So I went down, saw him, uh, agreed the deal. And then that was on the, the, the Friday. On the Saturday, went to the ground, did all the Sky Sports bit, you know, Leroy's back, the yeah, play yeah. more. And as I was walking out the uh, the, the, the post, the, the conference, um, I got a call from Mike. He said, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? He said, uh, I sold the club. I go, yeah, don't be stupid, don't be ridiculous. He goes, no, I sold the club. He said, as soon as they saw you on Sky Sports, they knew I was serious about keeping the club. But they've offered me what I wanted. <gasps> so he said, just keep it quiet. He said that we're going to finalise everything in the next few days. So this was on the Saturday. On the Monday, it was all finalised and they took over the club and Mike was happy. I was delighted. And I went back to, to coaching and people were ringing me saying, you all right? I'm going, yeah, I'm fine. They go, well, you just been sat. I said, well, no, I've not really been sat. And, um, and, and a reporter asked me, so how long was it between you having a conference and the phone call from Mike Bates? And I said, well, it was 10 minutes. Oh, no. So that's how the 10 minutes came about. <laughs> Um, so that so at the end of that day, so end of that week on the Friday, have I got news for you? For you was on. And that's my favourite program. My face came on in one of the blocks and saying that you know he'd been in post for ten minutes. And so every time a manager sat, I get a call because I'm top of Google. This is the shortest <laughs> round in manager. And to be honest, in a funny way, it's a great thing because in media, if your face is around all the time, yeah, and yeah. that's what happened all those years ago. And, and I've been working in media for ever since. So. You make Frank De Boer look like he was there for ages. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Didn't get, get, get a game wrong, 100% Merkel can't get any better than that, can it? Um, your son, Liam, then, we were just saying, he's playing in the Premier League now, mm-hmm. doing really well. Yeah. He was at Bristol City, wasn't he, for a time? Yes, he um, was. A couple of fans have been asking me to ask you, would he ever return? Um, I'd have to ask Liam that. But yes, I think he would. He had a difficult time at, at Bristol City. Um, when he was, uh, he, he left the club um, as a uh, not the, the chairman at the time was John Laycock, and um, and they made a mistake with his registration. They didn't offer him a, a um, renewal letter right. soon enough. So in the end, um, it went to tribunal, and he went to Fulham for fifty five thousand uh, pounds, and that was a massive mistake, obviously on Bristol City's part. Um, I think there's been. It, but I think Bristol City have been interested in him at, at, at times. Mm. But he comes down, he loves the area. He, you know, he's, he went to Clifton College under a scholarship there, so he's got lots of friends there. But he wants to manage. Right. And um, he will, he's done his, uh, he's done his, finished his pro licence mm-hmm. last year. But obviously he's still playing. He's with a great, he's a good, good friend of mine, Chris Hewitt, and he play, I play with at West Ham. Yeah. So he desperately wants to manage. So I think he would definitely come back to Bristol City I don't think as a player but as a, as a manager maybe one day when Lee Johnson goes into the into the Premier League and, <laughs> and, and takes over Man United uh, you never know but uh, he knows here he's got lots of friends here so, he, so uh, uh, obviously I'm speaking for him but yeah. Uh, yeah I think he definitely would that's really interesting mm-hmm. uh, one more question from Twitter if you want to tweet me your questions it's at Michelle on Twitter um, Elliot said with connections at many clubs through your playing and management career mm-hmm. um, which team's results do you look out for and, and why sort of thing first is Brighton because of your son because of the son yeah uh, firstly I look at before the game look at the team sheet see if he's playing at the end look at the team sheet to make sure he hasn't come off because if he's come off that means he might be injured and then uh, make sure he's not injured concerned dad absolutely and then at the end <laughs> then I look at the result mm. uh, that's the most important thing uh, the, the next one uh, is Bristol City um, uh, and then then Bristol Rovers because because I write a column every week, so yeah. I want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. And then the, the next one is West Ham uh, in the Premier League, West Ham and Fulham. But um, yeah, 
yeah, you know, I write my column, but I actually I work for the Premier League. So on a Saturday and Sunday, I'm watching all the Premier League games. Yeah. So on a Monday, I catch up with the, all the Rovers and the, and the City. For it's fortunately, I work uh, uh, in a in a place where I can get all the all the games. Cause I work, used to do the football league show, mm-hmm. so I can get fees for and recordings for all the games. Oh, great. So I watch all the games. So people might not see me at Rovers and City, and they think, "How can you write this column?" But I watch every single game. Wow, committed. I I, I love football, and to so if you want to do it, you got to put the put the hours yeah. in. So that's good. And obviously now you're doing loads of media work. You work with mm-hmm. Premier League. Mm-hmm. You write columns, and I see you all over the place. Yeah. Would you ever return to coaching or football management? Absolutely. Um, it's my first love. And uh, um, the best job in football is um, working in the academy. It doesn't pay as well, mm-hmm. but um, I worked at Bristol City from the academy from, from the eights right up to, to 21s. And that was the most rewarding time I've had. And I sit back and I look at all the players um, who come through. You know, It's interesting when Dave Cottrell came back. I remember Dave yeah. Cottrell was a little blonde kid coming through the wow. academy. And, uh, Hasn't got any hair now. No, I know. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of hair then when he was seven. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I watched um, you know, Lewis Carey and when he retired a few years ago, it was amazing because I used to, when I first started coaching, I was playing at the back for City's Reserves with Lewis and teaching him how to get the ball in the six-yard box. And people say, why are, you, why are you doing that? Why are you getting the ball in the six-yard box? And it was develop confidence in players. So if they could take the ball in the six-yard box, they could take the ball anyway. And it was great to see Lewis develop into a top centre-half. And now he's retired, so I'm showing my age now. But that is the best best job in football. And when I get a little bit older, I'd love to maybe be a director of football or something. But uh, what I do at the moment is great. I love what I do. Lots of live television, travel all, all over the world. You've been to India, haven't you? Which I've just is been amazing. to India, yeah. went to Johannesburg, went to Johannesburg for the World Cup, wow. been to Jamaica for the World to do the World Cup there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's obviously the Premier League is global, so get a lot of work abroad. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? It's yeah. massive. And uh, so at the moment, I'm enjoying life. But if you said to me, what your first life is coaching? Lee Roy, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to finish with this bit of trivia. So I said that you've turned out 51 times for Bristol City. How many times have you scored? And when I said this before, I said, it's 12 times, isn't it? And you were like, well, yeah, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> That's really, and the thing is, my last game for Bristol City was against Brentford. I scored a hat-trick, so uh, I must have only got 9 in 50. But, oh, right. but then again, I had Andy Cole and Jackie Drickens playing up front. When you've got Andy Cole alongside you, what can you do? Exactly. Lee Roy, thank you for joining us. Pleasure, Michelle. Robins on the Wire.